Hello, 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 y'all. Hey, Wilton, look at you already in the room. I can always count on Wilton. What? Yeah. <laughs> listen. Like number, one, number one supporters. I appreciate that, period. Oh, listen, when we start monetizing, we know who's not going to be paying. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> we know what's good. We, we, we see you. Um, welcome to the Earth is Ghetto podcast bonus episode edition. Because let me tell you something. When I found this shit out and I wasn't even in the state that I reside and I had to call up Aaron and be like, nigga, have you seen this? Because it was something that was... Now, I feel like a lot of people who do listen um, know that I practice African spirituality. I practice it. I study it. I'm still very much learning it. I'm very much a baby witch, okay? I'm still trying to to figure my way out here. Um, But as a Black queer person, um, African spirituality was always something that I really connected with. It was like as soon as I left Christianity, I tried doing the whole Wiccan thing. I, you know, I did a lot of research in a lot of different religions. And when I finally got to African spirituality, it literally felt like I came home. Like they, like my ancestors had been waiting for me to figure out who they were and how much they matter. Um, and it was a really, really beautiful thing. Now, I will say that in my studies of Obatala, I have seen him, um, well, seen them, let's be very clear. I've seen them in um, a, a state of just being androgynous. That's kind of the way that they always describe them. When I started actually looking up and reading the story, and let me tell you something, there's not a lot on this. I we We have been, as soon as I found this out, I went deep, deep into researching, trying to figure out all what little that I possibly could. And to be honest with you, um, Obatala's sexuality has been all but erased. It's it's mm. like you it's been very few things I've been able to find out. And it's only and the only reason that I was able to find those things out is because it was irrefutable. Like that was that was really the only reason. And I'll be honest, there are going to be a lot of people who, if they are studying African spirituality, who may be offended by what I'm saying, because they do paint the Orishas in a very, very binary way. But then when you look at ancient Africa and what we were worshiping, those two things don't match. Because when we look at ancient Africa and saw who we were before colonization and how non-binary and free sexually that we were, wouldn't it make sense that our gods would be the same? So how crazy is it? Is it that I've been doing it for this long and only just found out that this was not just some androgyny, this was transness at its very core. Um, so one of the things that um, I'm actually going to have Aaron read a part of a, an article Um and I feel like this is I feel like this is just going to be our way to kind of uh, tiptoe into this just so we kind of have a basis to kind of look at where Africa was before colonization through other means than me just saying it. So go for it, boo. I'll put myself here. So it says for centuries and this is on the, um, the daily newsletters, by the way. 
For centuries, women-to-women marriages in pre-colonial African societies seem to indicate to Europeans that the strong correspondence between male-to-man and female-to-woman was not prevalent in Africa. This practice of same-sex marriage was documented in more than 40 pre-colonial African societies. A woman could carry one or more women if she could secure the, the bride wealth necessary or was expected to uphold the augment kinship ties. The idea that a female could be a husband perplexed Europeans and often led to fantastical conclusions. Writing in 1938, the anthropologist Melvin Jean Herbskowitz imputed assumptions on women-to-women marriages that were in the words of the anthropologist Eileen Jensen Cridge, quoting, foreign to the institution, he, insti- he insisted that it is not to be doubted that occasionally homosexual women who have inherited wealth utilize this relationship to the women they married to satisfy themselves. Although he was operating on pure conjecture, no documented women-to-women marriages were known to be lesbian marriages. And while heterosexuality was certainly the dominant form of sexuality in pre-colonial Africa, Tamale notes that there is no doubt that same-sex copulation was also practiced. Oh, doesn't it feel good just to hear it? Um, And I feel like the reason that it feels so good, at least for me, is because (laughs) I feel like it doesn't even matter what app we're on, whether it's Instagram, stereo, TikTok, what have you, we're constantly being told that you don't belong. You don't belong in the Black community because of who you are, because you are queer. And to see how supremely African being queer is, is just mind-blowing to me um what did you think when i called you because i just randomly sent you the shit it was like bitch we gotta talk about it <laughs> what did you think when yeah, i sent it to you i was definitely sure because not like we already know how again africa was before colonization so the fact that we have like found some evidence like some research on the type of god they were worshiping is is amazing like if like i said if anything this makes more sense for my black ass to believe because again like if we wouldn't know how fluid we were as people gender wise sexuality wise so of course our god is going to be fluid so i'm no longer interested just like when white folks and white jesus that's their thing (laughs) but i'm gonna stick to this So, and I'm going to get a little personal with you because we, I know that you're an atheist and I'm not trying to convert you or nothing, but what have been those thoughts as I've, we've been kind of on this journey? It's, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's a slow journey. I'm doing more research on it. As you know, I'm very stubborn. I pretty much do what I want. So, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> and um and, and you know what that's the dope, I feel like that's one of the really dope parts about African spirituality um you're never going to find anywhere in it that somebody is condemning somebody else for their beliefs you don't you're not gonna, you're not going to find it so it's okay. like it's perfectly do you, do you see what I'm yeah. saying it's perfectly African within the sense everyone else like especially christians like people ask me oh you're a christian like no they they, like act like i killed somebody for saying that like oh my god why not (laughs) listen if you ever convert stop telling niggas you do voodoo okay you want to see him really flip out (laughs) (laughs) you really want to see you want to see old ladies cry bitch tell them you do voodoo uh (laughs) but um 
I'm going to go ahead and um, read another part of um, this article. Uh, let me see here. Okay, here. In another story, the Inquisition in Brazil had heard complaints about the Francisco uh, uh, Mani Congo, one of the Negro sodomites who serve as passive women. This is their this was their terminology for it, um, uh, which was actually called a jinbanda from Central Africa, who had to be punished for being a deviant in the eyes of Christians. Remember, Europeans averse to what they called sodomy. This is this was their own definition of what sodomy was. Expressed distress toward the idea that some people whom they perceived as men would dare be considered by their societies as women. With what the slave trade and colonialism implied, the more often forced but sometimes voluntary movement of people across the Atlantic, these transgressive gender performances became the target of the Inquisition. The church, the church disseminated the message that individuals who did not conform to the idea of men and women could be a bad influence on Christian colonial society. It all boils down to they are afraid of us. Yeah, <laughs> they have been historically petrified of our fucking existence, and for some reason, that makes me very proud. <laughs> Period. <laughs> like, and for for whatever reason, and um, also, I feel like as well. That's why I say, like, we are very like. Black queer people, I don't think we know how divine we are, especially Black trans women, Black non-binary. Like, there's power in the multiplicity of Blackness. I keep saying that. And that's why they saw it as a threat. And that's where homophobia came. So when I tell Black people, what you're doing right now, you're being an agent to white supremacy because homophobia came from white folks. And the fact that you would deny your brethren who looks just like you for for some patriarchal idea? I feel like you shouldn't. You should be so ashamed of your fucking existence. So <laughs> like I, I can't. People, so when I hear people say dumbass shit, like, "Oh, yeah, they part of the community, but black gay people they're not part of the culture." It's like, well, what are you talking about? Because if you know your history, we just read went through the history. It, it's all it's a huge part of our culture being queer that that's been erased that's been erased by white people and has been co-signed by black indigenous people because we've been drinking the fucking kool-aid that's that's literally what all of this boils down to we have been taught to hate ourselves to the point where we have children killing themselves because we're denying them their Africanness. I feel like maybe if we put it like that, maybe they'll understand. You're denying them who they are spiritually, historically, anciently. That's like, that's who they are. And you are literally telling them to deny themselves for some white man's book that you adopted. How stupid do you feel? I can't tell you how many times I had to hear that in church. Like, oh, if you want to get close to God, you have to deny yourself. And I had to dissect that. Like, hmm, what does that really mean? No, really talk about it because I've heard that Bible verse before to deny thyself and somehow bringing yourself closer or more holier to God. Um, all of this long suffering that we need to have in order to be closer to God. Like, why does this not sound like the words of a madman? Like, as Black queer folks, or just, I can just speak for myself, I guess. 
Christianity has taught me to deny myself before I even knew myself. Has taught me to quote unquote sacrifice a huge part of me. I've never been like I now that I'm like comfortable with myself. There's so much power behind that. Um, I feel really good like standing in who I am, and no one's going to take that away from me. But it's sad because they always say that it's gay people that have the agenda, but it's very clear that it was them that had the agenda to literally erase our existence. And they've been trying to since colonization. Um, oh, we have some messages, child. Let's start with uh, Wilton. Oh, well, Tyler makes more sense to be a god than any other god. I said we usually we should use Bibles as target practice. <laughs> <laughs> Wilton, okay, Poppy knew. I mean, you don't have to be Christians. I mean, I know a lot of gay people that are in the LGBTQ community that are not Christians. You know, some of them are Buddhism, or some of them are atheists. A hundred percent. But you right. know what? That that brings up another conversation. Why is it so odd to the majority of the Black community to meet Black people that are not Christian? When I tell you, people act like they saw a ghost when they find out that I'm an atheist. If I, if I tell a Black person, especially in the South, it's in the Bible Belt, oh, you an atheist? Oh my God, the white man changed. I'm like, they, it's like the end of the world for them. <laughs> you do know Black people can be atheists too, right? But you know what I realized? The indoctrination of hell has injected us so severely. It has us in such a chokehold to the point where people say that they're Christians so that they can get into heaven. They're not like, oh, I'm being good so I can mm. be good. I got to be good so I can get into heaven. I'm like, so otherwise you'd be a serial killer? It's like, it's like you're not even strong enough to be able to question where this fear came from and how deeply rooted it is in you. I always ask the question, are you Christian because you just don't want to go to hell just in case there is a hell? Or are you Christian because you want to be a Christian like you generally just love God? If it's from fear, then that's a problem. And I'll be honest, um, in the beginning when I was kind of going through my journey through Christian, well, of losing Christianity, I remember at some point when somebody asked that question, are you just afraid to go to hell? I was at least very honest. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm a believer in this nigga just in case. What if something happened? I want to burn the fuck up just because I decided not to pay attention. Listen, I was so for real <laughs> in my mind. I really was. But I didn't realize that, that that way of thinking was literally cutting me off to just looking at other ways of life of looking at different perspectives. I grew up thinking that tarot cards were conduits of the devil. That if you had one, you was inviting demons into your house. I was so sure. <laughs> now, as a person who uses them for divinity work, obviously that's not the fucking case, but I was indoctrinated to believe as such. I thought that me even coming into any kind of contact with it was going to send me to hell. Like, I really wonder if people, the ones who still are, believe in Christianity, because I remember how fucking, how much anxiety that brought me. I would have a bad thought. I'd be like, oh God, I got to ask him for forgiveness because I don't want him to go ahead. And what if I die in the middle of the night and then I have a bad thought and then I, I die and then I go to hell because I forgot to ask for forgiveness. That's not normal. 
I, I've, I've been through it all. I've been told, oh, just deny yourself. Yeah, you can be gay, but just don't act on it. You can be gay, just don't have sex with men. It's like, girl, you might as well tell me to stop eating. <laughs> so, listen, what the fuck would I do if somebody said, oh, no pussy forever, forever? Like, listen, okay. I need y'all to stop. <laughs> People, don't act on your straightness. Come on, man. Tell a straight man you can never have a, a woman in your life. <sighs> How stupid does that sound? But it only sounds stupid when you turn it around to straight people because they're supposed to be the default. And we're supposed to be just the crazy things, that the anomalies that happen every so often, the freaks of nature that we can't claim, and they're only that way because of the white community has gotten to them first. I've heard so, and many, like, discussing, I've heard so many discussing things on this um, app these past few days, but like... Black gay men have been getting their ass ate up on this app for the for some reason by a lot of hoteps um and other groups. And it's it's really sad. And these be the same people, black men who say that they're pro-black, but would tear down someone like me for being gay or call me a faggot. You know I have Sydney, you know I had my life threatened on this fucking app. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me? Because I was talking again about African sexuality and the history of it and how queer Africa was before colonization. And a lot of these black men were like mad, but you said you're pro-black, right? So why are you making threats? And I, I'm, all I'm doing is pulling up the facts, the history. I thought you were pro. I thought you were pro-African. So I'm bringing up African people and African facts. Why is that offensive to your sensibilities right now? Is it because your you, ideology is fragile? You're gonna have to do way more than just use this whole butt-breaking argument. I'm talking about way back. I'm talking about far back as 2400 BC. Yeah, I'm not talking about the Willie Lynch letters. The Willie Lynch letters got y'all in a chokehold, okay? It was a fucked that's up handbook thing. for, for like, slave girl, owners. That's the best. It's like, girl, the best you could come up with. They love hanging on to that. So, you know, you're not pro-black. You are pro-black using the white man's tactics to divide and conquer in the black community. That's what you're pro. Absolutely. Because, again, when you look into Africa, we weren't even a patriarchal society. We are a matriarchal society. Look at nature. It's a matriarchal society in that hole. Stop. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, the chokehold is real. I'm going to start from the bottom and listen to uh, Fletch to death. Yes, I hate to say that a lot of folks do it for comfort and for fear of hell. And part of the dismantling of being a believer for me, though, I don't think I was ever a believer just because of the simple fact that when you tell me as a child that this is a book, but then you tell me there are thousands of other books, it's going to be a little bit confusing on how I'm going to differentiate this book from being some form of fiction versus another. That but yeah, right sadly, there. a lot of people do it because of fear. That in itself should almost send off uh, uh, an alarm in their heads where it's like, well, why would you believe in a guy that would even create a space for you to suffer if you're going to actually be doing suffering on earth but there's so many questions that get asked Nigga. when approaching christians that you know they just they just you know they just cognitively disconnect disconnect out listen i all i know is they didn't know what to do with little fletch when she was young all i know that is for a fact she was like but the bible <laughs> but look at all the other books do they mean nothing now? <laughs> they that's were like, the "Oh, pray that, over her, baby. Maybe she'll be stupid." That's the thing. They don't. They don't expect you to ask questions. Don't ask questions. Just do it. Do as I say. White man. That's the ultimate form of oppression. Don't question it. Just do it. That's problematic. And 
um, mini story time. So I only went to the first grade before I started homeschooling, right? But in kindergarten, I was in a Catholic kindergarten school and we would have mass and everything. And when I say, first of all, I was a scaredy cat little child to begin with. Let's be very clear. Um, everything set me on edge. I've had anxiety since little. And I remember walking into that uh, into mass and remember, I've been taught all of this time that all of these things that are demonic, um, I've been given like a list of things that are demonic and I'm walking in the mass and I'm I'm ticking off shit. I'm like, there's a dead body over there. They talking about eating bodies and drinking blood and shit. I said, I will not take part. That's not what Jesus wanted. <laughs> Eat his body. Is that what he said? Show me where he said that. They took me to the principal office. <laughs> they don't know how and, like, uh, they be sales and don't even realize it. They let the batch witchcraft would be the main ones doing witchcraft stuff. Like, honestly, I love it when people are just like, oh, you're going to hell. And I'm like, while you drink his blood and eat his body. That's cool. No, no, no. Do your thing. Because I don't do any of that shit. I don't drink. I don't drink no blood. I don't eat nobody body. Uh, nothing in my shit says to do that. So <laughs> you can if you want to, but I don't have to. Uh, it it, it is just. Yes, please. Yes, 100%. A lot of people do this because they, they, they're they so scared of hell because the, the pictures and, you know, the descriptions of hell sounds just very uncomfortable to these people. So, of course, so a lot of these people are even pretending to be goody-goody two-shoes just for when they mm. die, they can go up into heaven when they don't even know 100% that it exists yet. So, of course, yeah, that's a very, very toxic trait in this world. Even though I do believe in God, I'm not going to change myself and who I am just to please somebody I don't even know. You know, it, it just sounds ridiculous. And if that's how God created you, why the fuck would you have to change? Uh, exactly. Like, it, it, it's so silly to me, but I want to make sure to keep this going. I'm going to go directly into um, the next article where we're actually going to get into the specifics of Obatala. And when I say, listen, this shit is not easy to find. I feel like it's, I feel like when I found out how, hard it was to find i was like this is why we have this platform because right. we have to be giving the information i see i see that very much now i see it 100 percent. okay <clears throat> obatala the african yoruba orisha or deity of healing and compassion as seen as both male and female in one being a sacred father mother zay is seen as the creator of the human race in some tales um, Zay fertilizes herself, spelled H-I-R-S-E-L-F, um, E-E-L-F, I love it, in others divide into a heterosexual couple in order to birth or sire humanity. And in least one tale molds humanity out of clay and breathes life into them. Trans people were worshipped. <laughs> like I just want to, I just want to, I know that you heard all that, but I just got to feel like I got to put it in a tagline. Trans people were worshipped. Obatala was a trans person and would split off into a heterosexual couple to give birth to humanity. Tell me how fucking beautiful is that? The things they've denied us, nigga. I'm so upset. Girl, they tried to hide as they could talking about Oh, it's unnatural and all these things. Girl, what are you talking about? Yo, as intersex people are born, but whatever, it's fine. Um, this tale 
um, has a slightly different ending. Obatala molded one batch of people every night, breathed life into them, and in the morning they awoke and went on their way. However, one night Obatala got drunk and the people Zay created were twisted and deformed. The next morning Zay was horrified at what um, Zay had done and swore they would never touch the stuff. That is why, although each of the Orishas have a special liquor that they prefer um, as an offering, Obatala will only accept pure white coconut milk to drink. Uh, Zay is also the patron of, uh, patron of all of those born with birth defects and those who work with the elderly and handicapped. I just, I just, I I'm can't. Sure, Listen, when I say I can, we're going to listen to these uh, last two messages from Wilson. Catholics are the last people that need to be telling anybody anything. They're the last people <laughs> that anybody need to listen to. A bunch of freaks and perverts up in there. The nuns and the priests. I could tell you some stories about them nuns. Uh, oh, 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 shit. What? I don't <laughs> understand that. Like, with Christians, why do they think they can trick God if they believe in God? Like Christians, they'll use God only when they feel it's necessary. Like it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's a, it's insanity. That's all it is. Like it's ridiculous. Like, and it's so funny. I'm so glad he said that. How do you think that you can trick God, who's supposedly all knowing? You don't think that He knows that you're not doing this shit with a pure heart? You think you still get to go to heaven because, <laughs> like, you, like what does that mean? Another contradiction. He's all knowing, right? So just saying, oh, well, just in case, but he knows that you're full of shit. So you might as well just come <laughs> get out, get out of it. <laughs> you might as well be yourself. That's what, like, uh, he's like, that's why I'd be mad, like, people like, because, girl, he's still going at it. Andrew Carwell and these other, quote, unquote, ex-gays, like, oh, I'm not gay no more. Girl, as you jacking off and <laughs> and and just to go off the deep end a little bit when you said I'm delivered Mr. I'm delivered is about to be on the bad boys club I admit there, you know there was a bad girls club which by the way was the type of ratchetry that should never have been on television I enjoyed every minute of it but that should never have happened um, and now we're doing it again where I no longer have the taste for this type of ratchetry <laughs> And Mr. I'm Delivered is going to be on there. And I'm just like, do I want to watch that train wreck? I did not know he was going to be on that. <laughs> I know. That's why I had to tell you. Girl, he's, I guess I he's so booked and busy. <laughs> Sorry. But he, he I said he's busy. That's the thing. Like, that's how it's going. It, it's so strong that it'll have you sounding the damn fool, knowing that you're going to keep sucking them. You're going to keep sucking them. You might as well be honest to God about it now. Bro, I'm not even all the way straight. Like, I, like I keep sucking them. What the fuck is your... Okay, you know what? Let me stop. All right. So that that's fine. Everybody go... We all going to pretend like we don't we don't suck them no more. Like, get the fuck out <laughs> It's so stupid. Um, but I, I do want to... Um, Go ahead and make sure to get into the rest of this because it's all still very good. Only two more paragraphs left. So stay with me, okay? Um, pure white king, pure white queen sings the hymn to Abatala, who is lawgiver, judge, and peacemaker, the Orisha of the white cloth. Uh, her judgment is clean, H-I-R, fair and compassionate. 
um, they symbolize the highest possible ethical standards and is the clearest and most objective judge. Um, they are known as um, Oxala in Brazil and Blanc Dani in Haiti and is pictured as an elderly African um, androgynous with white hair clad all in flowing white. Followers of Abatala have the duties of peacemaking as well as laying out the dead and preparing them for burial. Legends say Obatala um, was sacrificed in order to feed humanity during a terrible drought mixed with sweet. Um, so Zay, um, him and her um, was mixed together with body with rocks on the ground to create fertile soil. When even this was not enough, Zay was sacrificed and cut into eight pieces, which were scattered throughout the country. A great agricultural civilization grew up around each of these severed pieces with um, uh, Aile Aif being centered around Ovatala's head. Period. I, I It's just one of those things that I had to get out. I like, I want, I want so badly for people to know you being black and queer, you can never be denied either. No one can ever deny you either. Let this information empower you. This is now a part of your arsenal when you are being told you don't belong as they listened to colonization's religion that told them that nothing they did was good enough. Like that, that told them that you were also the descendants of Ham. Yeah, they were talking about that as well. I'm like, bruh, what? bruh, oh, my goodness. bruh. But I, I wanted really badly to come to you with that. So I just want to get your fresh reactions from it because that was a lot of information that I just gave about this amazing guide that I now have to figure out how to give offerings to. Um, yeah, but um, what ask, do you think? Ask, um, how would you give offerings to this thing? Um, this deal? Well, like they said inside of the article, a lot of times when I go ahead and I give offerings, I'll burn ancestral money or I will um, go ahead and give things like liquor, things that I knew that they, that the um, Orishas or my ancestors would have liked. And to go ahead and give um, offering to Obatala or Obatala, I would give him coconut milk because he doesn't drink or she doesn't drink. They don't drink. <laughs> See, I even got to figure it out sometimes. So things like that. And on I'm top of that, a lot of things can be seen as offerings. I'm just very enlightened right now. This is some powerful shit. That's why I would never understand how Black folks will say, oh, my God, that has nothing to do with us. It's like, this is why we're not going to get anywhere because you're not reaching your full power. This is powerful shit. We, like, especially for Black queer people, every Black queer person that exists needs to hear about this. Bruh, this is what I'm saying. Do you know how much this warmed my heart uh, as well as enraged me all at the same time? <laughs> like, it was, like, that was something that was so beautiful for me to read. That's how I know this was hard to find because... This page is on Tumblr. <laughs> it's like I had to let they hid it the it best was... way they could, and I see why they would hide it the best way that they could. Because again, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. So uh, we are going to wrap up soon, but I have a video. I have a video that I want y'all to um, listen to. Again, this information is hard to find. A lot of times when you look up a, a look up Obatala, you're going to see them as an androgynous god. Um, a lot of times they um, show up male um, in a lot of their stories. But we also have to realize a lot of us has been erased. And that's why it's 
that's why, at least for me, I can't say for everybody, for me, African spirituality has been so empowering because I never had to deny any parts of myself while doing it. I never had to deny my sexuality, my orientation, who I was as a woman, my strength. I didn't have to deny any part of myself, whether it be feminine or masculine, as if those words still mean something. It didn't matter. I, I was accepted. I want to say that I can't think of any other religion. I can't think of any, well, at least Abrahamic religions that you, you don't have to deny a part of yourself and like oh, and mental health. I can't think of any other religions that do And on top of that, another thing that I think is very unique about my religion is that our gods are flawed. They have stories about how flawed they are. Like he he drank and he fucked up and now he don't drink no more. Like when when are you ever going to walk into any um western religion where somebody's going to say they were at fault for anything? Seeing all this shit that's going on and will still say that perfect this is a perfect being contradictions that's why i got out of it and and for me it was like i it, for i don't know it just felt so i felt so at home i felt like i was like when i spoke to my ancestors they were listening it felt like when i was giving offerings um to the orishas and my ancestors i felt heard and it wasn't like oh well everything is already determined there's fate and there's destiny no in my religion i have the power I'm not just at whim of whatever is around in the air or the universe. That's not how this works at all. So again, those are another one of the things that made it more empowering for me. And I'm not going to tell everybody to go to African um, religion, you know, whatever may fit for you, whatever speaks to you. If it speaks to you the way this spoke to me, lean in. Lean in and love every single moment of it because I feel so empowered every time, every time. Um, but now I want you guys to go and listen to a video uh, before we go because I really want you to hear like other things. And as we get more information, bitch, you better know we coming back, okay? We will have another pop-up show. If I learn more shit, I will let you know that right now. the African Yoruba or Lisha of healing and compassion. They are also known as Oshala in Brazil, which is how I'm familiar with them personally. They are seen as both female and male in one being. They are the sacred father and mother. They are seen as the creator of the human race. In some tales, they fertilize themselves and in other, they divide themselves into a heterosexual couple in order to birth humanity. It's said that Obatala appears to you in the gender that you need nurturing from. Because of this, he is often referred to with he or as a male because he often comes to people in his male gender. This says something about society's lack of decent father figures. But this also teaches queer people and people like us to be able to put forth energetically either our masculine or our feminine energy depending on what will help the situation better. Since they are of Brazilian culture as well, they are often invoked and called onto ayahuasca ceremonies that are done in the Brazilian Santo Daime tradition. My ayahuasca ceremonies were done in this tradition and they were actually invoked using one of his hymns. I'll play a quick little excerpt of the song because it's just so beautiful.
This song, I felt Okshala's energy so strongly, and it was masculine. He showed me what the divine masculine looks like, and he also taught me to accept nothing less than that. At the time, I had no idea that they were an androgynous deity. I had no idea who they were or what was being invoked, but I connected with their energy very strongly. Doing this series and doing research on androgynous deities brought me to them, and now I'm able to continue my work with them, and I'm very grateful for that. Like, like again, I, I want to repeat, like, this is why I asked, because that, I'm still, I'm still speechless. Like, I learned a lot today or these past few days. So for me to hear Black people, it's like on this app saying things like, oh, yeah, the Black LGBT community, we recognize that they're Black, but they're not a part of the culture because the LGBT stuff, that came from the pilgrims and the white man and all that When we have historical facts, proof of the gods of Africans worship before they were colonized and these gods were androgynous meaning male and female queer, trans these are not new terms that people were saying oh my god the media and this came out of nowhere transgenderism like all these things has been a thing for a very very long time so yes being queer being trans or anything is African is black well, homophobia is not. Homophobia is a European export. I need people to understand that fully. That hatred did not come from us. But sadly, it has been injected inside of us. And now we are oppressing literally our own brothers and sisters. And it's fucking disgusting. But they want to um, say, <laughs> y'all can't procreate and... <clears throat> Adam and Eve, which were the two whitest names. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. It's some, yeah. It started in Africa, but it was Adam and Eve. Y- 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 y'all, y- y'all been lying to us for a really long fucking time. And I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> really. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm so irritated. <laughs> um, let's listen to some of these last uh, messages. From Wilton. Well, the people who are fake Christians or whatever you want to call it, they only doing it because the other people are Christians here in the United States. Monkey see, monkey do, basically. Damn, he put that together real quick. It sounded really insulting, and I wasn't, I'm not even a Christian. I'm like, damn. (laughs) But Aaron has said it before. He's like, are you Christian um, because your parents are Christian? Are you Christian because you don't want to go to hell? Like, are you, like, like, we can see through your I'll never forget, again, like, a while ago, I was in Walmart, you know, just looking for some food to take back with me to my um my motel because I was homeless. This is when I first came out for being gay. Um and there was this person, you know, trying to give me a give away Bibles for free. <laughs> and he asked me, hey, do you want a Bible? I said, no, no, definitely don't need that. And <laughs> <laughs> he he was like, well, you, well why not? You want to go you're ahead you want to go to heaven, right? And I was like, so is this your go-to thing to say? Like, you spear tactics? I'm confused. I, you know what's worse? They've been so heavily conditioned. 
telling me about God. Meanwhile, I'm homeless with nowhere to stay. I'm not trying to hear that shit right now. That type of irony must have really stung when you heard it. <laughs> like that, that type of irony really must have pissed you off when you heard it. I can't give you nothing but this fucking book, but you better believe it so you can go to heaven. <laughs> it's like, imagine going to a homeless person saying, oh, we're going to pray for you and he ain't going to show up when, he, when you won't, but he'll be there right on time. This, these people are starving to death. It's not, I don't need to, I'm not trying to wait. I need food now. <laughs> when that nigga turns around and use that bile, Bible for firewood, you're you going to be upset? Because he needed to eat. Child. I just, I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Do y'all know there's any um, documentaries that talk about like any queer African gods or anything like that. I'll be honest. I was looking. You know I was looking. I was fucking looking because I was looking forward to tonight. So I was looking because I wanted to be able to come to you with more shit. But I'll be honest. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube that are about the gods, uh, about the Orishian gods that'll tell different stories. But but they will, um, um, that will go ahead and like tell different stories and things of that nature. But they absolutely do not talk about any queerness, any transness, any like we uh, like the stories are still beautiful and you should still listen to them. Absolutely. But we have to realize that colonization has had a hand in our erasure and, and, it, and it has touched African spirituality as well. So there's a lot of Africans who practice African spirituality that would rebuke all of this. I need y'all mm -hmm. to understand. I'm still, I'm still gonna be within my own community, fighting my own people. You know, a demographic within a demographic within a demographic. <laughs> like I'm still going to be doing that a hundred percent. And I also just want to say, I I know that um uh, somebody was asking to come up, and I do apologize because we are actually about to get out of here because I gotta wake up early as fuck in the morning. I got a job now, guys. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Um, but I will say that the next time that we have a pop-up, it'll definitely be bringing people on, having, you know, a, a big panel. I know that Aaron did that while I was gone. Um, we're definitely going to do that with me and Aaron. And then also when Aaron is going to be out of town the last week of this month, I'll definitely be trying to come up here and do pop-up so I can really, you know, get into community with you guys. Because it's it's really important that we have those two. Um, but for this, I wanted to make sure that I dedicated to Abatala because I, I just cannot have this conversation derailed in any way. Not that you would. Okay, love you. But I'm just saying for the sake of just keeping the keeping this what it is exactly. Um, man. Yeah, shout out Spirit Love. Shout out. There you go. Yeah, and shout out to everybody who was uh, who has commented. Um, thank you, Wilton, uh, Spirit Love, anybody else who's even dropped in on this little show. I am going to be uploading this on Spotify um, tomorrow so that everybody can go ahead and take a listen to this. This is, I'm not going to lie, this is one of the proudest shows I've ever done. And this is, and the reason is because I've been able to give information that I've never been able to get. I, and I want to say the like, fact a huge part of what this podcast is like all about. Like stuff exactly. like this. That's exactly. Th this is what it's about. Shows like this, yes, we have our conversations about all sorts of important topics, but being able to arm ourselves 
with the amazing arsenal of just history. The oral history from our ancestors is a beautiful thing to me. And it makes me so proud to be black. It makes me so proud to be queer. And it makes me feel so exalted the way that we should have been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got a long way to go. <laughs> oh, child, listen, we, we, we still think that the, you know, uh, this whole thing is going to be ashes in about 70 years. But, you know, this is why I'm telling all y'all live your life. Fuck, get tested. Uh, but, you know, do do whatever you want to do, because life is short and they don't give a fuck about you. I might as well tell you. I don't even know who they is for you, but they don't. <laughs> if you are wondering, they don't. <laughs> just so, just so that you know. Um, let's go ahead and get this. Uh... Oh yeah, play, uh, play uh, the last couple messages. I just have this one last question. Um, hi, you guys. I just came on here and hey, uh, Syd. Um, so we all know throughout history, um, there has been mass murders of. Um, pagans and uh, people who they're assumed as witches. And this has been a huge thing throughout, his throughout history. Yet in modern day culture, even on stereo, everyone's talking about, you know, paganism is evil, you know, witchcraft is evil, all these aspects. And it's really intense. And knowing the history of this, why would you ever say this? That, you know, people that are witches are all evil, people that are pagan are all evil. What are your thoughts on that? Well, as a person who um, studies and practices African spirituality, I think that uh, paganism, um, witchcraft, that those aren't issues I have. I'm sorry. Um, the issues I have is the religion that literally um, uh, colonized the world under the banner of a white Christ. No African religion has done that. No indigenous religion has done that. No, let, let's just keep it 100. That doesn't scare me. Witchcraft don't scare me. <laughs> like, That's the you thing. Know. And to be, I keep saying this, like a lot of these, like, again, Christians who like, oh my God, that's demonic. That's witchcraft. That's voodoo. To be the same ones doing witchcraft shit, like drinking the blood of a person and eating his body. You don't, Do you see how it don't match up? <laughs> the hypocrisy like, is think, so real. The stuff that they call voodoo, blackfolks, is like, well, yes, this is what they practiced before they was colonized. And the anti-blackness and, that you even see it as like evil and disgusting. <laughs> and I also want people to know that during colonization, y'all bitches were just killing women, calling them witches. Black, white, all of them. Listen, do you know what they, I, I will never forget. I read this book. If anybody ever has, please shout out because I'm such a nerd, but here we are, right? It was called The Witch of Blackbird Pond by Elizabeth George Spear. I could never forget this shit. It was about a girl who they thought was, a, who they thought was, of course, a witch. And they said, hey, what we'll do is we're going to put you in the water. And if you drown, then we know you're not a witch. But if you start swimming, uh, then we know you are a witch. And then we burn you at the stake. <laughs> Nigga, did you hear what the fuck I just said? <laughs> did you? <laughs> 
So I have to remember women who were just doing things differently or just different in any type of way. It didn't even have to be religiously. They automatically would say they were witches and find excuses to kill them at the stake. If they went ahead and, and sexually assaulted the wrong woman who was too loud about it, they would say she was a witch and burn her at the fucking stake. Like, let's be real. So as far as I'm concerned, I feel like religions like paganism, uh, witchcraft, um, um, African spirituality have been bludgeoned and plundered by Christianity. Those are not the religions that scare me. White hoods scare me. Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like that's that's where we're at. Um, spirit well, love. Was oh, by the way, um, also shout out to Walton. We should talk sometime. I haven't um, had a conversation with you yet. Um, Blackie atheist. Love description. <laughs> Aw, making connections. Look at that. That's cute. Uh, oh, spirit love. Aaron and SYD. Um, in another show um, in the future, I would love to talk about this again with you because I do feel like there's a lot of um, really harmful racial context when it comes to paganism and also witchcraft. Um, I agree. Especially with the Abrahamic religions, uh, Christian, Catholic, and Muslim. Even though there is magic, right? I mean, what Jesus did was really magical, and I think it's beautiful. But I don't know. People just have a huge issue with it. And a lot of times they try to disgrace people, especially people of color who do it. So I just wanted to talk about that with you guys in the future. Oh, we can definitely Ooh, that is schedule. A, that is a conversation to have. Isn't it's that like, a great topic? Like, I love black, our listeners. Uh, notice black people do these things. It's seen as like demonic or witchcraft. But if a white man Absolutely. does it, it's a miracle. Like, or like or a miracle. Bro, and like, because I remember um, my grandparents um, were pastors. Evilest two people that ever walked on this earth, by the way. Like, and nobody can convince me of different. But I remember like my mom putting like salt by the windows. You know, she, you know, she, she make it like, she does all the little things that I kind of grew up with that I never thought of as bad. That was just what she did. She was like, good energy. Okay, like good energy. We never, we didn't really question it. But I remember my grandparents being like, this is demonic. How could you do this? You're teaching your children. Like, and we're just like, nigga, are you okay? And the reason why I am bringing that up is that I want you to know once you decide to go ahead and take that leap into different religions, whether it's atheism, whether it's African spirituality, whether it's Hindu, everything that is like not Western, I want to let you know you are going to be fought at every turn. Mm. it's going to be your family it's going to be people at school it's going to be the people who you want to fuck you are going to be fighting them at all times you will find yeah. your tribe you you will find your at tribe at this point western equals white so girl how dare you <laughs> listen we won't go there that's a, that's a whole nother fucking show but um because honestly the 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 travesties that christianity has done to indigenous people that has done to African people, the blood on their hands is long. I'm sorry, they don't scare me. <laughs> Witches, people who worship indigenously, um, they've always accepted me with no issues. I might as well tell you, I've never had no problem with them people. Girl, uh, I'm just gonna say it. Let me tell you, people who uh, scare me, white Christian men who shoot up movie theaters and shoot up churches and stuff, 
That's what I'm scared of. Who, mm, those driving types. 800 miles, 800 miles to go to a Walmart <laughs> so you can go ahead and kill some brown folks. Do you, do you remember that year where we had like six shootings in like in like four months or some shit? I think it was 2019 is why we were so glad to get into 2020 just for that to go ahead and shaft us in the asshole. And then turn just come find out his the parents and say, well, he was a good person. He he played video games and he was just a, he went to church and he was a God fearing young man. I don't know why he shoot up the place. Uh, uh, taking Dylan Roof for Burger King after he shoot up that damn place. Like listen. But this is why I feel like, and I know this is going to sound corny, I feel like spirituality is really important. For me, it, it there's too much going on around for me not to have something, bitch. I'm sorry. And I just refuse to worship what they tried to hate me with. That's all. Period. Um, but... Man, I want to thank everybody for coming into this podcast, for um, all of the engagement. My amazing co-host, Aaron, who, listen, when I say I was so happy to share this with him, and he always makes it such a fucking treat. Um, I think we should play the last messages, and you sign us out. All right. That book that you just mentioned, that sounds like some white man logic. Like, either way, you want that person to get killed. That's sadistic. You know, white people back then, they were sadistic. Sadistic as fuck. Sadistic this as country fuck. ain't meant for black people. So I just wanted to let everyone know because America does have a huge history, history with racism, but also a lot of the rest of the world does as well. Like, for example, in the Middle East, they still have modern day slavery of... Um, some black people and nobody wants to mention it because we don't want to concentrate on racism in America but it actually happens a lot of other places that we excuse it mm-hmm. Absolutely. oh man thank you so much for that spirit love we definitely are going to do me a favor and make sure to message me so we can come up with um, a day that we coordinate with uh, Aaron and we have another pop up show where you can come on and we can really have a um, a real di- a, a, a real thorough um discussion on how on the stigma of just being in a different religion in a christian world and being brown the shit is insane you wouldn't even realize how much hatred you go through until you decide to make the change and let people know it like i know people right now who are studying african spirituality who will not tell their jehovah's witness family who are not telling their christian family but aren't telling them shit they like listen they live over there i live over here bitch because they don't feel like hearing it yeah Especially, like, I really want black people to stop making this African spirituality just this demonic thing. Like, uh oh, I don't do that. I don't do that voodoo stuff. It's like, actually, y'all did. Yeah, we did do that before we was colonized. But now it, anti-blackness is so strong that we want to say, oh, that's demonic. I don't do that spiritual, that African the stuff. The white that's man's good. right. The white man came on his white horse with his book that James, that King James went ahead and basically rewrote before he went ahead and gave it to y'all bitches in the first place. Like, I feel like, I feel like we're at the point where we know too much. <laughs> like, honestly, we just know too much. You can't just come to me with some bullshit and we'd be like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Nah, we question everything over here on this podcast. Everything. Okay. Um, and I'm going to let go ahead and let Aaron sign us out. I just want to, again, thank everybody. This was awesome. We definitely doing this shit again. Period. Thank you all for the listeners. Thank you, uh, Wilton, Marcel, Spirit Love, 
and anyone else I'm leaving out because I'm I can't remember things. Um, thank you for everyone who listened to this show. Also, uh, we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10 a.m. Eastern. And Earth is Ghetto Podcast is now on Spotify. If you type in the Earth is Ghetto Podcast with Aaron and Sid, it should come up on Spotify for free, period. Um, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays as well. You can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in our bio. And you can follow our Earth is Ghetto Instagram page. Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. And we will see you guys Friday. Bye, bitches. Bye, hoes.